The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So if you haven't yet, take the time to find a supports for your body so you'll be able to sit comfortably for the loving-kindness meditation. And tonight we'll, in particular, tune in to this capacity, this quality of the heart we call equanimity. And really, hopefully, learn something tonight about balance and evenness as a capacity of love, quality of love, that really helps us to connect and respond and live our lives. And you probably know that, you know, in some circles at least, equanimity, balance, it gets a bad rap, and maybe even appropriately so, because it can look like indifference and for sure, it's probably true for every particular mental quality, heart quality, there are shadows to equanimity. So that's why it does sometimes get a bad rap, because people use it as a kind of way of avoiding feeling and responding, as a way out of relationship instead of into relationship with our lives and what's moving and happening around us. So we have to, you know, reform and begin again and take a fresh look because perhaps this, what were the Buddha refers to as equanimity upeka, this profound, enlivened balance of the heart, a very bright, a very alive quality of the heart that isn't thrown off balance when things are really confusing or uncertain or when there's a lot moving in my heart, in the world that I live in, like a time like this, where there's a lot moving, regardless of where we're located culturally, there's a lot moving. And so the relevant question is, what does love look like now? What is real love, trustworthy love, love that knows how to be intimate and how to respond from that place of connection? What does it look like when things are really confusing and intense and all over the place? And this is where we uncover the heart's capacity for equanimity, this profound and powerful balance that allows the mind, the heart, even the body, allows it to tolerate profound confusion and uncertainty and disturbance. And this place of balance, the mind doesn't need to act, but it's not afraid of action, of showing up and doing what needs to be done. So it's really in this balanced or neutral place where it's really happy, like our action, our, the what we say, even what we think, what we do and what we don't do, it 
arises out of the moment instead of, oh, I have to act because I'm uncomfortable not acting, or I'm not going to act because I'm uncomfortable acting. So much of how we show up in the world comes from a fixed stance. We have a story, have an idea of who we are and an idea of what's happening and our action, our way of showing up comes out of that. And as I understand the teachings of the Buddha and this practice of valuing presence, this intimate presence more and more, no matter the particular circumstance, is it it's really pointing to a much more alive and nimble and creative and unfixed way of responding and showing up. So it's not so much I'm trying to figure out how to show up in my life in the different relationships, the different circumstances, as it is, I'm really learning how to stay connected. I'm really learning how to be intimate, and that balance of equanimity is required to be intimate, that evenness, that it's really that non-fear. How can I really connect with the moment when I'm afraid? And how can I respond skillfully when I can't connect? So a skillful response in each moment, which of course is going to be different moment by moment, a skillful response depends on connecting. And connecting depends on not being afraid. There's sort of a, I think, a provocative phrase or teaching from the Buddhist later traditions I'm not even sure exactly. I think it comes out of the Mahayana Buddhist tradition, sometimes attributed to the teachings um, of Kuan Yin, this archetypal um, idea of, of responsivity and compassion. And the earlier uh, depictions, this uh, embodiment of compassion had many, many arms and many, many eyes to see the suffering of the world and to respond. And then in later Chinese Buddhism, Kuan Yin is depicted as sort of this feminine compassion that is boundless and unstoppable. And one of the teachings attributed to that that sort of, just that archetype, is that life, circumstance, causes and conditions stuff that happens, right? All the enormity of causes and conditions, the winds of circumstance, they blow through emptiness. Whom can they harm? And uh, don't try to understand it, but it's really a pointing like that somehow we can be in the middle of the winds of circumstance, even inner circumstance, the different emotions that are getting triggered, different ideas and opinions that are getting triggered, outer circumstance, what's swirling and moving around me, people being wise, people being ignorant, all of that dance of inner and outer experience. That's the winds of circumstance. Blow through emptiness. It's not that... It's not that teaching isn't telling us that we're not here or there's nothing here. 
it's really pointing to that balance, like the heart that isn't thrown around by the winds of circumstance. And it's that kind of heart that's not blown around. doesn't mean we don't feel. It means there's something that remains not afraid of what we're feeling, not afraid of what we're seeing, not afraid to be touched. So this is that misunderstanding that goes with equanimity, that somehow equanimity is the same as not being touched or not feeling anything, right? And then, see, then that really uh, causes us to equate spiritual development with getting the hell out of here so I don't feel and I don't see, and then I'll be fine. You know, if only I weren't a human being, if only I didn't have a body, if only I didn't live in an unjust world, if only I didn't, you know, and on and on like that, then, then things would be fine. But I don't know about you, but I think what I'm interested in, and I think most of us, what we're interested in, is a kind of stability right in the middle. That isn't even a stability and evenness a wise and kind presence that's not even dependent on knowing what the heck I'm doing. Because at least that's what I can do. I can show up. And and in that showing up, a response, if there's an appropriate response, there's something to do to contribute, then that response will come out of being connected with the moment. And if there's nothing in that moment to do but be present, be a witness to what's happening, to what's being felt here, and to whatever degree we can intuit out there, then that's what we contribute. Like that we're there and we're practicing not being afraid of being sensitive and being open. And I really trust that that's a helpful and even beautiful way to live a life. So that's just a little introduction to how in Buddhism and the Buddhist teachings we understand equanimity. And equanimity is both a quality of loving kindness, one of the Brahma Viharas of the divine abodes, these radiant, immeasurable, boundless qualities that are used as a meditative anchor or meditation object to open the mind to beautiful and expansive and healing states. And it's also a very functional expression of deeper insight and wisdom. So it really has, it, uh, it's used in both of these contexts as a kind of a meditative object to open to very deep, quiet, expansive, beautiful states of mind and as this very earthy, stable, and powerful quality in the heart that helps us navigate the sticky stuff of life. So let's get ready. Feel free to uh, stretch your legs a little bit and then settle into meditation and we'll sit for about 35 minutes together. And I'll give instructions for the meditation. And we're going to begin with a simple body scan meditation. Once you settle in, just start by taking a couple 
of longer, easy, deeper breaths in and out. Let's take the time to befriend the body. And of course it may not be the way we want it to be, the sensations now in the body, but we can be sure this is the body, that it's like this now. And in the most simple way, opening to the different sensations in the face and in the head. You might start by simply feeling the weight of the hair and the scalp. And even though these sensations might be subtle or nondescript, just feel the scalp, top of the head, and include the back of the head and the sides and the ears. Willing to receive, willing to connect, feel the forehead and the brow and the temples. Very simple, kind willingness to connect, to feel. Feel the eyes, the eyelids touching the eyes and the air touching the skin of the face. And we feel the structure of the jaw and the muscles here. Sense the hardness of the teeth and the wetness of the mouth. Noticing if the lips are touching or apart. And noticing the rhythm of breathing at the nostrils or if you're breathing through your mouth, notice it there. And can we be in this simple way intimate with the head and face without needing to be tight, without needing to control things. A gentle and kind presence here. And let's take the time to do this now with the throat even if it feels tight, befriending the tightness in the throat and down through the sides of the neck and back of the neck as well. We're not trying to fix the tension or get rid of it. The intention is more simple, just to connect to have an honest and clear relationship with what's moving, what's happening here in the neck.
so that we can relearn what it is to be kind and what it is to be balanced and tender. So just continue feeling the tops of the shoulders down to the shoulder joints. And the most foundational expression of love is this willingness to keep in mind. So we're keeping the shoulders in mind or we're not forgetting, we're not spacing out because we care. We're offering the gift of presence, feeling the shoulders, tops of the shoulders, from the sides of the neck down. Really getting a sense of what patience is, this beautiful quality of patience. And beginning now to feel both arms, the biceps and underarms. Notice where the clothes are touching the skin and the bend of the elbows, forearms, and any touch points down through the arms and where the hands touch. Feeling the sensations of the back of the hands and be patient and take the time to feel each finger. Start with the pinkies and just move through to the thumbs. And be content to feel whatever you feel. This is such a simple and beautiful expression of kindness just to show up in this way. And we'll come down the front of the torso. We'll begin at the base of the throat. Front of the collarbones. Feel the structure of the rib cage and the front side. The little movement of the rib cage as it expands and contracts. And any sensations beneath, behind the rib cage. Down through the lower ribs and then the solar plexus. The abdomen, where the clothes touch, any movement in the internal organs here, all the way down to the groin, taking our time. And then back to the back of the neck, and same thing now on the back side of the torso. 
and including the side ribs as you go down. Take your time. Feel the spine in whatever way you can in the back of the ribs. Kidneys. Down through the lower spine and the back of the hips. Right down to the sits bones and the floor of the pelvis. We'll take a little bit more time with kindness and just meet the entire torso. And let this be an act of simple kindness here. And from the hip sockets, feeling the thighs, a generous and kind presence with the thighs, not holding back as we keep them in mind. And then the bend of the knees all the sensations here. And the shins and the calves. The ankles down to the heels. sides and tops of the feet, bottoms of the feet, and the toes. So for a while, we allow the body, the body a sensation to be the whole world. And we uncover a willingness to connect or to open to this world of the body, this world of sensation now. And we allow it to move to be what it is, not picking and choosing, but a willingness to receive and to allow, letting the body a sensation move. And this is a real gift, a real act of kindness, being present and letting the body move.
And even if there's places that feel held or tight, willing to connect, willing to allow the tightness to be tight, We learn so much patience being present with the body. So much equanimity knowing that these sensations that are here in the body can't be other than the the way they are right now. That what makes sense is to allow these bodily sensations to come and go and do what they're going to do. Getting angry, does it make sense? Distracting or denying, does it make sense? Being present in this kind way makes sense. Not forgetting. See if you can sense and appreciate and even abide in this subtle but beautiful quality of balance, equanimity. Equanimity with the conditions that are here in the body and the mind. not for, not against anything now. But in a real way, we're letting nature be nature. Choosing not to be in conflict with what's coming and going.
more than being aware of the body. As it becomes clear, be aware of the equanimity with the body. This very generous, even radiant connection, this beautiful way of relating to the body that we call equanimity. I care about this body. I care enough to let the body be the body, knowing that the body is simply acting out its nature to be pleasant or unpleasant, healthy or unhealthy. I'm choosing not to be at war with the body now. Letting the breath be the breath, the heart pumping has permission to pump. I deeply trust the nature of the body take care of itself as best it can. Sometimes the mind might need a little reminder and it's okay to repeat a phrase or even a single word like balance or the word equanimity, upekka, if you want to use the Pali or a phrase like things are the way that they are. I really care and things are the way that they are right now. Don't feel like you need to repeat a phrase. If you can abide in this radiant balance, this inclusive balance of the heart and mind.
and let the beauty and expansive love of equanimity, let it expand if it wants to expand. Don't force anything, of course. And I'll just put some words to it, but we're really tuning in to something more subtle than the words. This quality of love we call equanimity. I understand that we live in a lawful universe, that things come and go according to many causes and conditions. The particular experience of this body is a lawful expression of causes and conditions. What I'm feeling in my heart, the thoughts in my mind, and the world I live in now, and all the people that I care about, and all the people I find troublesome. This is all nature. It's all lawful. A lawful unfolding of causes and conditions. But still I care, even though it's a lawful unfolding, can't be otherwise, still I care. I care enough to be close and to feel and to see clearly and in a sense to be touched by everything that's moving. I care enough to practice being unafraid and to wish well. May all beings near and far, this heart right here, my dear ones and those troublesome folks, may all beings find ease, well-being in this changing world. May we find the causes for freedom. May we release the causes for suffering. May we be at ease. So you can come back to your own version of that reflection whenever you need a clear connection with equanimity, remembering that this is a lawful universe. Things come and go lawfully, conditionally, in this very complex, interdependent way. But still I care. I care enough to practice being unafraid, to practice being awake or intimate, and wishing well. May all of us living beings, sensitive beings, find ease in this changing world, this lawful changing world. May we be free from suffering and its causes. May we be at ease. So we'll continue in silence now for a while See if you can learn to trust the subtle radiance of equanimity.
or letting balance be the object of awareness as best we can. So keeping this very real, very grounded, 
this balance or equanimity, it isn't theoretical. We're relying on it to show up with this experience right here, the experience of the body sitting, the quality of our heart and mind right now. So this is our relatively simple world during the guided meditation. And we're practicing showing up with this beautiful balance, a heart capable of being open and sensitive without fear, willing to feel, willing to include what we're experiencing right now. And beyond this immediate world of sitting here where we're sitting and feeling the body, this greater, wider world, all the joys and all the very real sorrows and difficulties and injustice swirling and moving right now. Is it possible to be aware, to be open, to be touched by what's moving without losing the balance? the great sense of space, evenness. And this balance isn't dependent on anything, which is what gives it its real resilience, stability. May all beings be protected. May wisdom and love guide and protect all beings facing real change, real uncertainty in the swirl of joy and sorrow that is our lives.
This talk, like all programs at Common Ground, is offered freely in the spirit of generosity. To learn more about Common Ground and its programs, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, www.commongroundmeditation.org. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.